Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of The Shawnee Show. This is an audio-only solo episode. I'm really enjoying doing these because I am, in fact, doing it again from my bed, which I have just been absolutely love being in these days. So, yeah, great. Great. Just absolutely great. Anyways, we're covering Kanye West today. I mean, he has been on fire, spitting some absolute hatred all over the place, but also occasionally spitting some very interesting thought-provoking thoughts that I really want to cover. Like there, the title of the episode is for sure going to be, I agree with Kanye-ish because I just, you know, I do agree with him here and there. Very ish. Just as much as he feels like I am Jew-ish, I agree with him-ish. Although I wonder if he knows If he found out if my mom was born in Cameroon and my dad was born in Morocco, like, do you think he would consider me more of a Jew? I don't know. Uh, I'd love to ask him that question. Too bad I didn't have, like, an in with Pierce and I could have sent in a question. Like, hey, Kanye, so this girl, Shawnee Suisa, she she wants to know, her mom was born in Cameroon and her dad's born in Morocco. Would you consider her more of a Jew or is she still just Jew-ish to you? (sighs) I would love to know what he would have to say. I wish I could do a Kanye impression so that way I could... That way I could impersonate him and, and just do an entire fake interview of me interviewing me. Well... Me and Marine Kanye. Wink, wink. Um, hmm, hmm. I've been debating. I've been debating whether or not I want to keep repeating his name or not. My friend Solmaz, my wonderful friend Solmaz, who if you guys don't follow her on Instagram, I don't think she actually even wants anyone to, so, so I probably won't read her handle out, but she's been posting every every update that I get about Iran. I've been just soaking in from her. It's been super, it's been super informative. I actually really love her stories and they've been like just breaking everything down so well and keeping me updated on everything. So I don't know. I don't know if she wants anyone to follow her. But anyways, she did in fact mention to me that we shouldn't call him Kanye anymore because it brings attention to him and it sort of circulates his name in the algorithm and that we should call him North's dad. And I just love the confidence she has in my platform (laughs) to think that I have that kind of a power. I would love to. The Shawnee Show YouTube has 260-something subscribers, you guys. I don't know if I have that kind of an influence yet, but I will say I'll never forget the time that somebody complimented me and and DM'd me and said that I was their favorite micro-influencer. What a just, what a great, like, that just made me so, I don't even know how to explain it, made me so happy to hear. (laughs) All right, but before we get into the episode today, because we do have some housekeeping to announce, I would like to ask everybody to please uh, review and rate me on Apple Podcasts. I went down to a 4.8 recently because some bitch left me a one star. I don't know why. What did I do? What did I do to deserve this sort of pain, especially considering there's only like 20 reviews on there? So it's like, who went out of their way to review that? I don't feel like I've had enough virality moments to get that kind of negative attention of a one-star review. Although, I mean, if they really did think that my podcast was that bad, I'd love for them to at least leave a comment. Tell me what they dislike about it. Is it because my voice is annoying? Do I talk too fast? Do I not challenge my guests enough? Which actually is a factual thing. I really don't challenge my guests enough because I'm not really like a, a challenger per se. Like if I really want to confront someone, I will. But like when I'm trying, when I'm having guests on, I want to have delicious, beautiful, wonderful conversations. I want them to leave here being so fucking happy, you know? And I think I do that for the most part. Um, Okay, hold on. Let me just read some of these recent reviews because I did post this on my Instagram story and some people did go and drop in a few ratings and reviews and I just have to appreciate you people so much. Um, I also did write another review from my easily one of my... Oh, shoot. Can't get an... I think I was going to read this review from Jordania Spalushi. But I actually think this is the review that my brother wrote for me. 
So I don't know if I should read this one or not. This is a real person, but it says, can't get enough. We need more Shawnee show. Easily one of my favorite podcasts. I love that. I hope it's not for my brother. Although it, he actually loves my show. And then a firm reporter wrote, I'm listening. Thanks. Thanks from appreciate that. Some other notable reviews, which I absolutely adore. This one's from Shaoling, who I, I just love her so much. Shoot. Did I say your name right? Shao? I can't. Shaoling. Shaolin. I fucked it up. I for sure fucked it up. But I got it right once on the Saniac podcast. So that really makes me happy to hear. I need to go listen back to that voice note that you sent me where I did say it right. But she wrote, such a great one. Shawnee was born to do this. Shawnee is so good at interviewing people and connecting with them. I'm always so impressed with solo episodes. This first one was a test one and it shows she is a pro. As I said in the title, she was born to do this. What a star. I look forward to listening to to future episodes and full disclosure should write this back in february um when i asked everybody to leave me reviews back then and she has been one of my like og listeners from day dot in uh, i don't even know like saniac day day three or something like she she's been around for so long we didn't have that many um instagram followers on saniac because we did everything on facebook for the most part and, and Twitter a little bit. So when she was one of the only people that was really interacting with us on Instagram, which I really, really loved. And so it was really cool. She actually found us from there, which I thought was really crazy because nobody finds us from Instagram, but she's awesome. And I want to give her a quick shout out too to one of her um, Instagram pages that she's trying to grow right now, which is Wind Took Me Here. And it's a, a page all about national parks and like hiking and stuff. And it's just awesome. She's constantly traveling in this little van. Uh, actually, is she tra- are you traveling in a van? I know you're going to listen to this and then you're going to send me all of your thoughts because I really genuinely like I'm so excited to hear. She always sends me super long paragraphs and and like breaks everything down. I love engaged listeners like that. If you guys have thoughts on my episodes, please DM them to me. I think it's really cool. And I end up having like really fun conversations with people who send them to me. Um, if you don't hear anything back from my Shawnee Suisa Instagram page, I would recommend actually sending it to Shawnee Show because I have a lower following on there and I get less, well, I get less creepy DMs. My Shawnee Suisa DMs are like full of a bunch of NFT spam and a bunch of BS and I don't even know, just a bunch of bullshit. So yeah, if, you know, shoot me a DM on Shawnee Show Instagram account and I'll definitely respond. I love hearing people's thoughts, but hers are always awesome and uh, I love how engaged she is. So yeah, check out her page wind took me here wind like the wind you know it blows in the wind wind took me here super super cool page and if you like nature especially you will love that she also has a cool adoptee page but um shoot actually maybe i should say that one too what is it adoptee page anyways if you leave a review uh, or a rating on the podcast on Apple iTunes, you can drop your Instagram handle in that review as well. And I will give you a shout out. If you want me to shout out something specific, you can write that in the review also, and I will shout that out. Or you can DM me on Shawnee Show. Um, but yeah, leave me a review, motherfuckers. <laughs> leave, me, leave me a review. Okay, Adoptee Love is her other page. Um, it's super cool. She was adopted and she started this whole uh, community for adoptees. So it's adoptee underscore love. You can check that one out as well. If that interests you, if you were adopted, perhaps, uh, then that might interest you as well. So you can go check that out. But yeah, please leave me a rating. Leave me a review. It really means a lot. And comment on the YouTube you know, on the YouTube videos, like if you're listening to every single one of these episodes, because I do have regular listeners and, and the downloads are still there. You know, I'm looking at the audio downloads. I look at the YouTube numbers, like they're popping and I don't buy any downloads. I don't buy any views. I don't buy any followers. My Instagram for Shawnee shows at like four something, like it's all organic. Everything has been organic. I haven't bought a single thing. So I know that people are genuinely listening to this and I would just love to hear your thoughts. Like I want engagement and it's really hard to find that sort of interaction that I got on Saniac when I would go live all the time. 
And I, I miss that. I love going live. I should probably start doing that more. In fact, you know what? Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to start going live on the YouTube page more often so that way we can engage, perhaps during some of these solo episodes where I'm in bed. Maybe I'll start going live from bed. I love being in my bed. I don't know if I can explain the true love that I have for either lying down and being fully horizontal or just being cozied up, sat inside of a bed with a delicious duvet wrapped around me and some fantastic pillows behind me. I have like 30 fucking pillows on my bed. I have the square pillow, super popular. You guys know about this? They've been advertising it like crazy. I forgot the name of it. Is it just square? Oh, the cube, the pillow cube. That's the name. Then I have the nectar pillows, which came with my mattress. Then I have the uh, Tempur-Pedic pillow that's currently behind my back that is just divine and then i also have the sutera pillow which i did not like as much as i thought i was gonna like it's actually sitting in a drawer i haven't oh no sorry it's in my closet i haven't used it in ages and then i have another pillow which is the anti-wrinkle pillow that's in my drawer i think i feel like i ran down i ran through my pillows on another episode did i maybe i should stop running through all my pillows i love pillows you guys I am a fan. I even have a TikTok called Shawnee Pillows, which has zero posts on it. But I did start it like two years ago thinking I would review all these pillows and I never got to it. Ah, The endless amounts of unfinished projects in my existence are just truly, are just truly, truly frustrating to even think about. Really, really it is. I'm currently staring at the wall that I was painting with my cool banana leaves that I painted. I don't know if you guys saw that on my Instagram story, but it was freaking awesome. And it's unfinished. That's right. Unfinished, just like all my other projects. Podcast course, also unfinished. Um, Chuck Liddell episode, which is supposed to go up this weekend, also still unfinished. (laughs) So yeah, we're just, you know, we're unfinished. Just like all of my sexual relationships during college. Unfinished. Okay, no, some of them were good, but most of them unfinished. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, recording at nighttime is fun because I get a little bit more delirious this hour. It is now 9, 12 p.m. for reference on this fine Thursday night. And I believe that my brain capacity is much better in the mid-afternoon. I'm like wildly alive between the hours of 1 to 3 p.m. It's my favorite time, my favorite time to work out. I was supposed to talk about Kanye, but now I'm just fucking talking. Okay, and I have to do an ad read. Wow, we're 10 minutes in and I'm supposed to do the ad read within the first minute. I hope they'll still pay pay me. Hope they'll still pay me. Hope they will. You think they will, you guys? Let's all send them a message that they should pay me. Okay, bet online. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, guys. Uh, I'm going to hit this ad read right now. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Shit, basketball is back, you guys. You know what that means? Another bad season for the Lakers. Woo! You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. What? I love giveaways. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head, I still, it's still crashing up that people bet on golf, but they do. If you like golf, go bet on it. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. What? Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Have I been saying betonline.com this entire time? Have my other ad reads said betonline.com? Because I just realized it said betonline.ag. 
I think I've been saying betonline.com. Oof. I'm talking about them too much. They're getting way more out of this ad. They're supposed to be a minute long. Now I've been going on for ages, but what can I do? I over-deliver. Oh, I'm an over-deliverer. Anyways, hope they still pay me because it's now 10 minutes in. But I would say that this is actually, if anything, a better time to put the ad than than earlier because earlier, earlier, well, actually, I don't know. Earlier has more listeners because if they don't finish it, if they don't get to this point, I even play. But all right, all right, let's talk about Kanye because uh, full disclosure, I did in fact just record an entire other episode, which is the episode that I will be uploading before this. Um, so if you guys are listening to this now, you can check out the other episode that I uploaded before this. It was actually really awesome and meaningful. And I ended up recording that before. Um, and now I'm splicing this bad boy in so I can talk about Kanye because I do think people actually want to hear my thoughts on that, uh, whether or not they do or they don't. But I did get a lot of reactions on my Instagram story about it. So I, f- I feel like people do. I feel like people do. According to what they said, they did. They did. They do, they do want to. I think I, ha- I had like, I don't know, 40 votes on that thing. And I don't really get 40 votes on things a lot. So I was quite impressed. All right. So let's discuss it because there's so much to say. I watched the entire Pierce Morgan interview and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? But there were also times when I was like, oh interesting you know like (laughs) he said what was the one line that i that i actually really thought was so fucking fascinating so i'll start off with that he talked about the right media and the left media just want to squash the fight they want to fix the statement and not the problem mind you he thinks the problem is jews uh controlling things whatever it is fine but so i disagree with that but i really liked what he said about that i thought that that was so on point like yeah a lot of times they do just want to squash the statements they don't want to get down to the bottom of things. And it's like constantly this sort of like bickering back and forth. Like people are always looking for apologies when people say something wrong, but they don't actually want apologies for people's feelings or what their their actions are, what they're actually doing, which I think is so fucking weird. But we like harp on what people say a lot when a lot of people are just talking at their ass half the time. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, with Kanye, my, my overarching, my overarching or overarching, one of them, my my umbrella, my umbrella thoughts on Kanye, if you will, are that as someone who's really been exposed to mental illness, like a shit ton. Okay. You guys, uh, I've been, I can't even explain not, not me personally per se. Um, but I've been, um, I'm, I am a, a close relative and friend of multiple people who have bipolar and schizophrenia and, I've been the the primary carer during many manic episodes. It's like quite insane. Um, some of the shit that I've seen within this this space, and uh, ironically, I've always actually said uh, since this the like sort of craziness happened with Kanye. I think was it a few years ago now. I've always said that I actually really relate to Kim because I know what it's like to deal with someone who's that close to you, who's I mean, like legitimately off the rails, and. Uh, on top of that, I always thought like I could never fathom going through what I went through in the public eye like she did. And so I, I just always felt really bad for her because I don't really think people understand unless they've experienced it themselves or some, something that's that's interesting. I always really relate to people when I talk about like what it was like and things like that is with people who um, have dealt with. Uh, close people to them that that have uh, gone through the the drug addict ringer, like the the alcoholics alcoholic 
alcoholics, alcohol, why, why can't I stop? I can't even speak anymore. The alcoholic ringer and things like that. It's not the same by any means, but it's kind of similar. I think the biggest similarity is the fact that like you can't help people who don't want to be helped. Obviously that's true everywhere, but it's ex- especially frustrating when like you, you know that people are either a danger to you um, or to themselves and like you can't do anything about it. It's so fucking annoying. When a kid is having a problem, you have control over them because they're a minor. But when they're an adult, it's very difficult and it's really, really difficult to get someone 50 150 in uh, California. I don't know what, uh, I don't know if it differs by county or by state. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me. But it is very difficult, at least where I am, to get someone 50 150. It's like a whole process and it takes a long time um, and it has to get to like a really dangerous point for it to actually happen. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I always sort of felt like I really related to Kim and watching him talk more now and now. And I don't think that mental health, mental illness is an excuse for anti-Semitism or racism. But I will say that the people that I am close to who have who have gone through manic episodes and schizophrenic episodes and things like that have said some really weird shit during those times like some racist shit um some homophobic shit like shit that they don't even think like these are very progressive humans and they get into these modes where like it's very weird it's not them their eyes change i don't know how to even explain it it's like so um it's so scary it's alarming it's so different it's something that you like you see and especially if you've experienced it and you've been through it then you you kind of like know the face of like that face that they make when they're kind of in a manic episode like the eyes and it's it's a really weird thing to explain but um but it's it's like it's just it's palpable it's very very palpable it's it's so visible and for me watching this pierce morgan interview i mean i saw that that's exactly what i saw kanye's behavior to me like reads mental illness across the board it it reads bad mental illness it reads like severe it reads um this guy has been so hard for so many people to deal with that like he's now lost a lot of his friends and his family and it's very clear and i can't even imagine how long he's been going through things like this for um for it to get to this point but also i just want to add on the other layer of like the fact that i can't even fathom experiencing any of this in such a public space like that's the thing is you know the people who i know they're not famous they went through their manic episodes uh privately they went you know obviously to a certain degree um but they didn't have every single one of their words harped on or filmed or recorded they weren't going on interviews and if they were holy fucking shit i would have fucking died dude i would have died i would have like physically died i don't know how kim has not died yet i'm so i you know people give her so much shit but hot damn like that's strength in a human right there that is so much strength in a person to be able to go through that in such a public space and and i i think with kanye it's like wow wow to experience an episode like that publicly like wow i i i mean wow because when he stabilizes and looks back at some of this shit i don't think he's really going to agree with himself i don't think that he's going to hear that but the other the other thing to that is that he's also so loaded He's so rich and he is so famous and he can just be, he, he has fuck you money for generations. So he, he doesn't necessarily have to get better, if that makes sense. I think, 
I think in a lot of cases, uh, when you're struggling and you're not financially in that same place or you're not in that same place in life, you have to actually get better because you have to function in society in a way that actually works for other people around you. And he's too big to fail, in my opinion. He's way past that point. He's way past cancellation. You know, people are like trying to cancel him and shit. It's like, all right, good luck. <laughs> like, I wish you the best, but it's just never going to happen. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's like my, that would be my like umbrella thoughts in the entire situation. But then I want to go into some of the really specific stuff that he spoke about on the, uh, Pierce Morgan interview, because I, I watched most of it. I watched like 95% of it. The last, I think the last 15 minutes I still have left to watch, but I was kind of over it by then. Um, you know, he, he makes a lot of claims. Um, and he also like gives us a lot of insight into things like he's friends with, he works daily with Dove Charney and he's friends with Marilyn Manson. Um, and both of them have had like severe allegations on them. I mean, Maryland's were crazy, dude. Like they were, I was reading through some of the stories, mind you, we don't know a hundred percent, you know, like, I, I don't know. We don't, you know, it's up to you whether or not you want to believe certain people. That's, that's your prerogative. You're allowed to do whatever you want. But I personally did. I was reading some of these accounts and I was like, holy shit. And the Evan Rachel Wood stuff and, um, some of the, the other things like they, it was just really, really insane to me uh, reading some of these stories. It was wild. And Dove Charney, um, he's, his, his claims I haven't read as much about, per se, his allegations and things like that, but those were early days. He was ousted as American Apparel's leader. I mean, this was way back when. American Apparel, first of all, went bankrupt, but he was having like all of these problems, um, which I believe actually led to the bankruptcy, although don't quote me on that either. I don't 100% know my facts on, on his story per se but what i do know is we were huge american apparel fans we used to buy all of his shit and his accusations surrounded around like his photography and him being really fucking creepy and really inappropriate um with his employees and things like that i don't know if it ever extended into the same level that marilyn manson's did um i'm not sure somebody can google that and dm me about it but i you know from what i understand like it was still it was worthy enough to have been canceled long before me too even happened which is pretty crazy because Guys were never being accused of anything back then. And it's, oh my God, and especially at the point of like actually it working, like them actually getting canceled, like that just wasn't happening. So that was also really weird. And the fact that he was quite proud of that was, was interesting to me. And he said that Marilyn was allowing himself to get canceled. And that was very fascinating to me because I understand where he was coming from because I do agree that cancellation is also um, hugely up to the person who's being canceled. Uh, especially in this kind of like in, in these sort of contexts, like I think a lot of times that the way people back down allows them to lose these opportunities, to lose these jobs, to, to sort of be seen as a pariah and things like that. But then again, like people who are really guilty, in my opinion, I think are the ones who really back down the most. Don't quote me on that, though, because it could be very wrong. But that's like the sort of vibe that I get. And then you look at someone like Dave Portnoy, who went and did fucking press conferences every single day and it does make him seem more credible. Like it does, in, in my opinion, the way I look at it, like the way that he handled it to me makes it feel like, like, like it sounds like he's really telling the truth. Like it sounds like, you know, Dave Pornoy like really d didn't do those things that he, that, that he was being accused of. And, um, also his accusations were far less than Marilyn Manson though. Let's talk. Yeah. I don't want to compare those two per se, but yeah, I mean, it just, it does feel like that's a big thing. And you look at Louis C.K., for example, right? Like, Louis C.K. is still selling a ton of specials. I watched one of them, and it was fucking good, bro. It was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I think he, I think he did some fucked up shit. I think he was wrong. Um, I think that 
men don't understand the sort of power that they have in these dynamics and in these situations I think now they definitely do more so Uh, they're a lot more scared now and they're a lot more cautious now and rightfully fucking so like if you're someone's boss if you work for someone or whatever even if you like you think you're feeling a vibe like just stop just stop stop making them feel uncomfortable like enough don't you know just don't and even Louis CK says it in his special he's talking about he's like if a girl says uh like yes you can jack off in front of me like just still don't (laughs) So you know, obviously he's learned his fucking lesson, uh, at least to a certain extent. But but look at Louis. Look at Louis he's selling specials. He's not, you know, he's he's redeeming uh, his career, if you will, in terms of like the cancellation aspect. And so I think that's like a big, very interesting point that he brought up, which is like he said that Marilyn was canceling himself and that he's not going to do that. He's never going to cancel himself. He's never going to stop talking or cancel himself. And I actually thought that that was a really interesting point. And what's so fascinating to me is like through this entire Pierce Morgan interview, he was going back and forth between like anti-Semitic comments and really psychotic comments and um, weird tangents and also like very valid points. (laughs) And and that was what was so fucking weird. You know, it was just so weird. But that's mental illness. And that's exactly what I've experienced with the people who I know have been through mental illness. It's like it, it reads virtually exactly the same. The other thing he said that I thought was really fascinating was the the part where he talks about how, how he's envious of the Jews, that they don't abort their children, they don't kill each other on the streets, they do business together, they turn off their phones on Friday night, and then the family comes together and things like that, essentially emphasizing like how strong the Jewish community is and the community aspect within Judaism is. And while in the context of his remarks, his remarks were so anti-Semitic, it's ridiculous, but the fact that he understands and values that part of our community, I actually really appreciate because I will say that that's something that other people have mentioned to me before, like other non-Jews. They, when they start to get to know Jews uh, and they start becoming friends with us, they see like how we operate within each other, within our community. The fact that we do help each other out. We're like, we're there for each other. Uh, It's, I love being Jewish. I'm so fucking proud of being Jewish. It's like abnormal. I love being Jewish. I love being Moroccan. I'm especially proud of being a Moroccan Jew. It makes me feel really cool. Like, I love being a Moroccan Jew. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I wish I could, like, just shout it to the rooftop sometimes. Like, it's, I I love my identity. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's awesome. Like, I think it's really genuinely awesome. And I love my people. I love my history. I love my people. I love that Morocco was one of the few Arab and Middle Eastern countries that was, like, still semi-nice to their Jews, even though low-key there were concentration camps of North North of Morocco that nobody ever discusses. But that was, in fact, a fact. But I just love it. I really do love it. And some of the things that I'm most proud of within Judaism are the fact that we do come together as a community. We do help each other out. But with that being said, I think people are delusional in thinking that Jews have like this endless amount of power and like all we do is help each other. It's just not the way that it is. And the music industry in and of itself is so toxic. It's it's awful. It is so full of toxicity. The A&R industry is like, I can't even explain the stories that I hear from friends who've been in it just got awful. One of my one of our friends, one of my sister's good friends from her gap year, Danny Seth, an incredible Jewish rapper, or Danny Bell was his stage name. No, Danny Bell's his real name. Danny Seth is his stage name. He's amazing. I absolutely love him. He has such phenomenal music. It's like crazy. He's so talented, an artist beyond belief. And he was signed to, was it Sony? It's one of the big, oh, what was it? It's one of the big labels. But he got screwed 
screwed with his contract and this happens to so many musicians you guys if you're not aware of this if you're not in the in the mix or whatever i can just tell you it is like a dangerous game to play so many of these artists get screwed especially with the big labels they get them in these contracts danny he wasn't allowed to produce music for like five years they had locked him up in this contract he couldn't make any music it was a catastrophe and it's you know, the idea, and he's, he's Jewish. And I know many other Jewish artists who've been through the ringer in that regard. And so I understand why a lot of the people in the music industry, like hate the music industry. They hate the people who run it because they get really fucked. They just do. Like it happens all of the time. Even some of the big celebs, they also get fucked. I mean, look, Kanye's going off. Right. And uh, I don't know what the percentage of Jewish people are that are in the music industry. I have no fucking idea. Um, there's, you know, probably there's for sure disparity in the workplaces that Jews work in because of our history. And a lot of people don't like to talk about that, but it's true. We weren't allowed to do so many things back in the day. They it, Being a banker was like seen as bad. And they used to shove all the Jews in that job. Like we used to take the jobs that people didn't want um, you know, we were shoved into so many different like industries and, and it just so happened that way, but I don't know what the percentage is. I mean, there's absolutely for sure a ton of non-Jewish music people that, um, you know, that run shit and that are also screwing over musicians, but there's also Jews in power in the music industry and they're also screwing people over, but they're not, it's not like a Jewish thing. Those are just those individual fucking assholes. And like collectively, we don't like those assholes either. <laughs> when we have someone who does something bad in our community, we fucking hate them. Bro, Harvey Weinstein, Bernie Madoff, ew. Make me sick to even think about. Like despicable sick. Despicable sick. And if I knew the names of people in the music industry that screwed over my friend, I'd also name them and I would say that they were despicable as well. But I don't know their names. <laughs> Probably weren't famous enough. The music industry is shit across the board. It has a horrible precedent. I... I have never seen a space with so much uh, hatred for their leaders than the music industry, apart from, I don't know, maybe like a dictatorship country, if you will. So I understand his frustrations with the space, but it's this fact that he's so harped on the fact that it's like Jewish businessmen. He keeps trying to harp on that. It's Jewish businessmen, Jewish, but instead of just bi the businessmen that are running this thing, like he's always harping on the fact that they're Jewish as if the fact that they're Jewish is what is causing this problem within the industry and that's really where the anti-semitism come the, the anti-semitism is like glaring which is why all the jews are so appalled with some of his remarks obviously also the tweet with the defcon i mean listen that's like fucked up and then on top of that he like doubles down in the pierce morgan interview and he goes i didn't say defcon on anybody throughout throughout that portion of the interview he's like implying that the pain that he's felt his entire life has come from jews which I think is really insane. Um, and that it doesn't just come from like these few businessmen. It comes from literally Jews, like literally Jews. And the same thing happened when Wiley went off on everybody. Wiley went off on all the Jews. I don't know if you guys know who he is. I did a, I did a few viral videos on, on Wiley as well, um, talking about it because it was like so annoying. And I, I left some comments on his thing. And um, I actually ended up getting like a ton of hate mail for that, which is like a, another thing. But it it's just so crazy that they can't understand that uh, when you're talking about people who've done you wrong, if you're literally harping on the fact that they're Jewish or any race or any ethnicity or any religion, like what does that have to do with it? What the, There are good and bad people everywhere. 
there are good and bad people in every group of humans. Like there genuinely are. I have family members I absolutely hate and despise and I think are horrible human beings. They're Jews and they're literally my DNA, <laughs> you know? And then there are people that I absolutely love that are Jewish, that are amazing human beings. There's a fucking gradient, okay? In every single sect, every single identity has a gradient of human beings. And it's really important to note that. Um, and I, I, that's really where it all comes from. That's like so insane. Um, but I do love how much Pierce Morgan pressed him on the fact that he kept saying Jewish instead of just businessmen. And I will also say props to Pierce. What a top interviewer. He is fantastic. I mean, he was just, he was wonderful. He, he asked this one question that I absolutely love. He asked him how many hours of sleep he gets because Kanye kept saying that he's not mentally ill, he's tired and he's exhausted. What's interesting is that some mental illness leads to restlessness, which causes exhaustion, which can further worsen everything. So it could be both. They could be playing hand in hand. Uh, but he asked him how many hours of sleep does he usually get? It was like a follow-up question that he just threw out there. And I thought that was such a fascinating question, such a perfect follow-up, so important because Kanye kept throwing out this thing of he's exhausted, he's just tired, he's tired. And honestly, I didn't even know that I would be, that, you know, when someone asks a follow-up question that you're like, damn, I really want to know the answer to that. And I didn't even think about that question. I didn't even think about asking that question. As an interviewer, I love seeing moments like that. It's, it's what helps me grow. It's what helps me learn. Um, and I thought Pierce just did an awesome job with that. Another thing that, um, <laughs> another moment that I loved of this interview was uh, they asked if, if Elon brought him, Kanye, and Trump back on Twitter, and Pierce goes, do you think that would be right? And he goes, it would be lit. <laughs> and I got to say, like, I also think it would be lit. I don't think people should be banned from these spaces because if you're going to ban Trump and Kanye, then you need to ban the Ayatollah. You need to ban the fucking, you need to ban Hezbollah. You need to ban, the, why the fuck is, the why, why, why do we have the Ayatollah on Twitter? <laughs> that's so weird that is so weird why are they allowed to be on twitter but trump can't be on twitter are we serious like are we serious i think it's got to the president has to be set across the board it can't just be like you can't have one a dictator of one nation and then a, a democratic a democratically elected albeit really crass president like banned <laughs> the fucking dictator is just chilling there like that's just crazy absolutely insane to me really totally insane um, okay. And then another thing he said was, it's not a race, it's a people about Judaism. And then he followed that up with every Jewish homeboy that I know is going to be like, yeah, that's right. And I swear to God, I'm not going to lie before he even said that one line after he said, it's not a race, it's a people. I was like, yeah, <laughs> which is so insane to me. I'm listening to this guy spew anti-Semitic shit, but he does randomly make some comments that I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like that is, that's good. But this is the thing nuance i want my takes on this to be nuanced because i feel like everybody is so black and white about everything and it drives me insane and it also it kind of just drives me i don't know we're going to talk about more stuff that drives me crazy about this whole situation but let's continue with the pierce morgan situation the pierce morgan interview so what else he spoke about um was that he he's he considers himself a jew he calls himself jewish and it's like listen i was talking to my mom about this you <laughs> Being Jewish, you don't just call yourself Jewish and you're Jewish. You're either born Jewish or you convert. And converting is a very difficult task to do, but you got to do one or the other to be considered Jewish. We are not like a religion that, I mean, I personally am. I will accept anybody as a Jew. I love that. I love people who love our culture and want to be like one of our people. I'm so into that. But, but the truth is, when you break it down to the actual rules, 
Like Judaism is not a missionary uh, type religion where we're trying to convert everybody on the planet because it's, it's, first of all, such a hard process to convert. It is not easy. It is not not easy. It takes a long time. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort on the person. You got to really want it to convert. You have to want it more than being born for sure. So it's not like one of those religions where we're just out there trying to get more people to populate us. If anything, I mean, we're trying to produce. It's a big part of Judaism to to live on, to pass it on. But we're not trying to go out there and like convert as many as possible. So you can't just call yourself Jewish and be Jewish. It doesn't work like that. I know that they have this whole thing within the, the fucking Farrakhan world that they think that like they're the real Jews and da 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 da. Whatever, bro. Like, whatever. It's just, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? It's just so absurd. Uh, it's like such a weird... It's such a weird phase of anti-Semitism to me, this idea that now all of a sudden there's like a whole group of people who are like, well, actually, we're the real Jews. Like, what the fuck? It's such a weird thing. I, I can't even, my brain gets mumbo jumbo just trying to comprehend that. Just trying to comprehend that people are like out here being, thinking that they're the real Jews and that we're, we're Jewish because we have I-S-H at the end of it, that we're not really, it's like saying that a Christian because they have in instead of just Christ, that they're not actually, it's so fucking crazy. It's Jewish. Jewish is the whole word. A Jew is a Jewish person. This is like, it doesn't mean that we're ish. They, they didn't even fucking know what ish meant back then. Nobody was like, oh, I'm going to meet you at 730-ish in the fucking 1940s. No. Oh, bad time for us anyways. But, it, and it, you know, people weren't saying that in the 18 whatever it was. It wasn't like, oh ish how you doing oh you're not feeling good ish that wasn't even their vocabulary back then so just fucking fuck off although if it was and you want to correct me if they did say ish back then please let me know i'm actually curious about that now uh because I, I did just say that on my ass i don't know where did they say ish who the fuck knows who knows but i don't believe that they did another thing he said he brought up that kim has zionist media handlers surrounding her and specifically her hulu show and I thought that was really interesting because I actually know the people who produce her Hulu show. <laughs> and yeah, the two guys who own it are Jewish. It's called Full Well. My friend works for them. Uh, she's been working them for ages. And actually the reason why this whole Harry Styles situation about him like culturally appropriating Judaism. I don't know if you guys saw that on my Instagram story. But there is like this whole thing going around that people are saying he's culturally appropriating Judaism. He's not really a Jew. I'm talking about Harry Styles specifically. And that he like takes it too far. I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure that out. And I actually, first of all, love Harry's appreciation, cultural appreciation of our Judaism. And it stemmed from the fact that he lived with one of the guys who uh, started Full Well way back when. He lived with him for like a year and a half or two years, something like that, while he was like just, he was still pretty famous. So while he was still pretty famous, he was like living with them. This was when 1D was blowing up and they were doing their documentary and, and all this shit. So... You know, it can like go both ways. So while you have Harry on one side who's like super um, connecting to these people and he's ap appreciating our culture and all this shit, then you have Kanye who sees this as like a, a horrible thing for his wife to be surrounded by these people. And the fact that he calls them Zionist media handlers, like that also then ties into the, his anti-Semitism into, into anti-Zionism. And I mean, I can go on like a whole tangent about that. A lot of people don't understand what Zionism actually means. They've they've taken a word, our fucking word. Zionism is our word to define, not anybody else's word. They've taken our word and they've redefined it as a derogatory term. And honestly, how dare you? How dare you? 
How dare you take our word and redefine it as a derogatory term? I think that is beyond insane, but it has happened with the word Zionist and with the word Zionism, and it makes me crazy. And the way he used it in this Pierce Morgan interview was derogatory, and I just think it's god-awful. Like, that is not a term for people to claim. That is our word. We know what, what the definition of it means, and it absolutely does not mean what everybody else thinks it means now, like this evil thing. And just because somebody is a Zionist doesn't mean that they're anti-Palestinian. And a lot of people get that confused. A lot of people get that confused. They think that you have to be one or the other. You can only be pro-Israel. You can't also be pro-Palestine. Well, you know what? I hate to break it to you. There's an entire generation of phenomenal Jews out there who are both Zionistic and also pro-Palestinian. It's it's just really insane. And so, you know, I think that um, the way he used that was also just like another add-on, sort of like shoving salt in the wound, if you will. Um, oh, ironically, he actually talks about Louis C.K. Oh, I didn't even realize he talked about... Wow, I spoke about Louis C.K. during the Dove Charney part, but I'm looking down at my notes here. He also speaks about Louis C.K. He says he's the funniest man alive. Listen, Louis is funny. Louis is really funny. He also makes a, a joke about John Legend um, uh, and his Christmas sweaters. <laughs> it was a funny joke. I forgot what it was, but I just wrote down John Legend Christmas sweater joke. LOL. Uh, I wish I remembered what that was because I remember it being really fucking hilarious. <laughs> I remember it really being hilarious. I don't know. But then later... He also refers to uh, himself collectively. He goes, us as Christians, which I thought was so weird because he keeps harping on the fact that he's Jewish and he goes, us as Christians. So I thought that was like a really weird disparity between everything that he's been saying. So that's the breakdown of the Pierce Morgan interview. For, for my perspective, uh, I think Pierce did a phenomenal job. I think that Kanye really doubled down a lot of super anti-Semitic things, but he also says some really fascinating things throughout the interview. And he's clearly, uh, after watching that, I can I can say for sure from what I've experienced that it reads very similarly to the situations I've had with people with mental health issues. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's like in the middle of either a, a manic episode, a schizophrenic episode. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I'm not going to diagnose anybody. Especially, I mean, even if I was a psychiatrist, you shouldn't really diagnose anyone that's not your patient. Um, so I'm not going to diagnose per se, but I will just say it reads similarly. It has the same vibe. Um, now I, I want to talk about a bigger picture of something that I think people will get pissed off at. And I don't know if anybody's going to listen this far in, but if they are and you get mad at this, woohoo, comment about it. Leave me a review about it. <laughs> Five stars, but then leave, leave a negative review. <laughs> with your remarks but just please give me five stars um okay so something that he's that that happened with this whole situation is like this idea of all the brands revoking their contracts with him now if he has a contract with a brand like for example with adidas right most of the time those kind of contracts especially the bigger ones will have morality clauses so i understand when a company like adidas revokes their contract and like goes against this whole thing and whatever although i will say the idea that adidas is keeping the rights to his designs and will still be selling Yeezys but but while also breaking partnership with Kanye I mean that kind of really sucks and I, it feels very dirty to me in my opinion if I'm being honest like that seems like whoa like that's just shady because like the artist but at the same time like he for sure has that in his morality clause and a big issue I had though with the way Adidas went about it and the way that some of these other brands went about it that did have morality clauses is that they they kind of waited and then they made it seem like uh they made it seem like it was pressure from Jews that that 
caused the breakup between the brands as opposed to him breaking his contract because literally a lot of these companies if not mo- i mean most if they don't have a morality clause i don't know like that's weird that's how most brands can get out of some of these deals with the influencers who fuck up and things like that and so for the most part it's usually in place and it's usually there and so i don't like that they didn't emphasize that they kind of made it sound like it was like pressure from jews which only feeds the narrative that jews control the world or whatever else it is the media if you will uh, so I, d- I don't like how that was perceived and how that was put out there. But then something else that I will say is that the brands who didn't have contracts with Kanye, I saw a page about a marketplace, an Instagram page of some marketplace, like a Poshmark, if you will. But it wasn't Poshmark, it was something else. Um, so don't think Poshmark did this, although they may have. But it was one of those marketplace pages and they said, uh, they put an announcement that we will no longer be carrying any Yeezy products on our uh, on our site we'll no longer be allowing anybody to like resell or whatever Yeezys, da 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 and oh, man i thought that was so stupid what kind of a fucking idiotic virtue signaling is that like are you kidding me like you don't even have a contract with the guy so he didn't break your morality clause you're selling shit secondhand so it's like are you are you serious like you're gonna just what not accept these things anymore and then to top it all off th- they're selling a ton of other brands that do some seriously fucked up shit I mean, you're looking at Nike, who like basically has everything produced by little children. They're for sure reselling Shane stuff. They're like a lot of these companies are morally corrupt on such such larger extremes. They've legitimately killed people. They've they've destroyed towns and nations with their greed. And you know, if you I watched, I've seen so many documentaries about like. Um, Pakistan specifically and like the brick kilns factories and then if you look at where it's like a whole modern day slavery thing out there and then if you look at um, also the dyeing like d- the the clothes dye like fabric dye a lot of those are really toxic and really dangerous and the way that they dye them and then they dump out all of the fucking toxic waste in all of these river waters and completely ruin the habitats there and ruin drinking water for the for the local population and they, they just destroy these towns, these villages. There's so many of these things and specifically within the clothing industry that are like catastrophic for people that the hypocrisy... <laughs> to me of a fucking secondhand place marketplace (laughs) not caring Yeezys for anti-semitic comments but still carrying Nikes are you serious like what that is so wild to me and so beyond uh excessive virtue signaling that I just (laughs) I mean, I don't approve of that. And it's it's crazy because obviously I had a lot of Jewish friends who were like in the comment section, like applauding these people, like, yay, good job, sharing them and stuff. I'm like, are you guys serious? Like, are you guys serious? Like, are you guys seriously serious? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just, man, do you not feel like that's just pandering for no fucking reason? Like, don't pander to me like that. And especially if it's secondhand, sell your Yeezys, dude. If you have secondhand anything, sell it. That's what we need more of. We need more secondhand selling. And and then also, like, the whole burning of stuff, too. Like, people are like, I'm going to burn all my Yeezys. Dude, those are so expensive, and they're good quality shoes. Go give them to a homeless person. Like, don't burn your Yeezys. Like, I, you know, I understand, like, burning your hijab if you're in protest in Iran right now. Fine. Go do that. Go go burn it. Go do that. That That makes so much more sense, right? To me, that's, like, a symbolic burning that I really value. 
to burn your Yeezys, dude. And like, there's so many companies that are run by former, like former Nazi companies, companies that were like massively supportive of the Holocaust. Obviously, they're run by completely different people now, but still, those are still in operation. Do you ever see the Vans shoes at the bottom with the Star of David at the bottom of the shoes? So you're like you're walking on Jewish shit. That's also a thing. No one's burning their fucking Vans. I don't know. I just think sometimes people take things too far, and I'm just not a fan. Maybe paint your Yeezys maybe spray paint them so they're your own design and then you're not wearing Kanye's design or maybe write on them fuck Kanye or something but don't like or just give them away dude give them away don't burn them those are it's quality shoes if they're good quality shoes give them to someone who, who's in need you know and the other thing that, that also is you know uh that was also brought up that I kept seeing online was this idea that people waited until Kanye spoke about the Jews to cancel him but they didn't jump on him when he did the white lives matter thing Although, actually, I think they did, because White Lives Matter and the Jewish comments kind of came recently. Um, I don't know if he did White Lives Matter before the most recent one, but uh, but those comments, and then also, like, his whole shit on slavery. What was that, last year, two years ago, talking about how slavery was a choice, um, but how Harriet Tubman wasn't actually black? Like, he said some really fucked up shit, anti-black shit, and a lot of people were saying how it's so crazy that, like, you know, obviously... A lot of what he's saying about the Jews is true because, look, it's only when he negatively talks about the Jews that he's starting to get business deals canceled and all of this. And, like, I kind of under I understand that perspective if I'm looking at it from that angle. But what I don't think people realize is if you're self-hating, it's – you can't, like – I don't know. It's, it's almost impossible to cancel that, right? Like, I, I don't know how I would even go about that. You think about someone like Candace Owens, for example. She says some really fucked up shit against the black community as well. And, yeah, I mean, brands are still, well, actually, I don't know. She said some fucked up shit right now about Kanye, too. She's really doubling down on her relationship with Kanye, specifically, I think, because she just wants him to buy Parlor from her husband. So that way they can finally sell that piece of shit material uh, and get, get that off their financial burden chest and make a little cha-ching-a-ching. So I think that's why she's still, sort of still being friends with him, which... To me, I hope that's why, because uh, she's doubled down so many times talking about how, like, his comments aren't anti-Semitic, this, that, and the other. And it's like, dude, don't tell me how to define anti-Semitism. I'm not about that. I don't tell people how to define racism. Don't tell me how to define anti-Semitism. Like, you're not going to do that to me. Everything he said in this interview was atrocious. Uh, well, not everything, as as we've discussed. But, yeah, ridiculous. But, yeah, the idea that, like, Kanye didn't cancel from, for some of the anti-black stuff he said. I mean, it's an interesting point, but it's, it's, he is black. He is black. So it's, it's harder to do that, right? Like there's a lot of Jews who go out there and say some really shitty shit about Jews and about Zionism and Israel and like all of this stuff. And they kind of like don't understand what the fuck's going on. Um, you look at like Seth Rogen and things like that. And he said some weird shit, dude. Seth's weird. And I mean, you know, you, it's like, it's a much harder position for now companies to reach out and like can't, and he's like, whoa, whoa, Hey, I'm Jewish. So you can't cancel me I'm talking about Seth, obviously. So for Kanye, he's black. You know, that's like his thoughts on his people and it might have been fucked up. And there is absolutely internalized racism and internalized anti-Semitism out there. It happens all the time. It's very common. But I don't think those things get canceled as quickly. Um, and, and I will also say that something else to note and why I think that uh, when it comes to these celebs and these sort of anti-Semitic moments and why they maybe are perceived as taken more seriously is that we make a big fuss out of it like the fan base jews we make a big deal out of it we go ape shit because we are so terrified of anti-semitism because we know where it can lead 
Like we have been persecuted so many times throughout all of our lives, constantly, 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 just like various, I mean, people are still trying to kill us all the time. Like all the time. We have a country that is literally always under attack. Everybody hates us. There's so many people who hate us, just like all all over. It's it's crazy. And the Holocaust was so traumatizing to so many people. And then a lot of people don't realize, but also all of the Arab countries went through pogroms. So all these Jewish Arab countries also went through everything. That's why I love being a Moroccan Jew, because we were like the only country in the world that wasn't trying to completely kill all of us. We still have a few thousand Jews left in Morocco. I think like two or three thousand. That's pretty impressive. There are zero Jews left in Iraq, zero in Iran, zero in Afghanistan. I think the last Jew in Afghanistan was like uh, just died or something recently. I don't even know. He was like the final remaining one. He stayed there till forever. The zero Jews in Syria, Lebanon would doubt it as well. Like, and if there are any Jews in those places, they've had to completely convert and change and hide. And like they got lucky because they weren't there weren't records of them being Jewish or whatever before. But you're not allowed. What are you crazy? You can't be Jewish in those spaces. Now we have the Abraham Accords, which has been awesome. So we can go to Egypt. We can go to Morocco. There's like we're opening up relations with these other countries, which is amazing for our our progress in the Middle East. It's so awesome. I think a big part of that is because all these other countries are terrified of Iran. So Israel is their best ally to sort of be able to uh, have a chance against Iran, really. But I'm all for that. You know, common enemies can bring people together. So let's fucking do that, you know. But absolutely. I'm totally for that. I would love to see that as as an Arab Jew... I grew up with this like wild, this wild double-sided thing in my head. I was like, oh, you're Arab and Jewish? How's that even possible? How's that even possible? Because there's so many problems between Arabs and Jews. It's, historically, we got kicked out of everywhere. All these programs were fucking wild. But the truth is, those are both of my identities. I'm an Arab Jew. I'm a Moroccan Jew. And I love being both of those things. And I want to be able to be both of those things freely and openly. And I want to go and like love my country and love Morocco, and love my region, and be, like, welcomed by my region. Nobody, nobody would stand up for us if it was not us doing it for ourselves. Nobody's there. Like, we don't have all these, like, white progressive liberals trying to be like, oh, my God, stop the anti-Semitism. Stop the anti-Semitism. How can you say that that's so offensive to the Jews? Like, we don't have that. There's a lot of white liberals who do that for, like, literally every other minority group. They're so into that shit. It's ridiculous. We don't, that's not in our like system. It just doesn't happen for us the same way. So if we don't stand up for ourselves, it's just never going to happen. So we're really, really, really uh, aggressive about it. So when someone comes out and says these kind of comments, we go ape shit. The fan base goes crazy. We go crazy. And as a public audience, if you demand something, I think it, it does tend to happen. It does tend to happen. It really does. Something else that he brought up uh, during the interview that I thought was like kind of an interesting point to sort of elaborate on was this idea that uh, there's so many Jews owning NBA teams and da 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 da. Like all these people are getting screwed. First of all, NBA athletes make so much fucking money. It's not even normal. Like, let's. Are you serious? I I want their money so bad, and they make they make so much money. If we're, we're gonna talk about disparity of pay or like athletes getting screwed we should talk about the fucking wnba god damn they don't make shit compared to the nba it's like a catastrophe i feel so bad 
And shout out to the aces who won this year. But I did actually look that up when he said that. He was like all these Jewish NBA owners or whatever. And I was like, shit, do we own a lot of NBA teams? I didn't even know that. I was like, that's so cool. So I went and looked it up. I, I wrote NBA team owners Jewish. And turns out there's 14 Jewish NBA, NBA team owners. I thought that was so cool. I really want to buy the Lakers one day. So I'd like to be in that list. Like, I, I don't know. I, I immense pride for that. If, if I do say so myself and why, because listen, there's not a bunch of Jewish NBA players. You know, we're talking about like the overrepresentation of us and the ownership. What about the underrepresentation of us as athletes? We're just not built that way, but we love sports. We love sports. We love basketball, especially you look at, you look at Jewish schools. We always have a basketball team. Are you kidding me? We are like that. We love basketball. I grew up on basketball. I grew up on the Lakers. That was my shit. Oh my God. Absolutely. So, in, you know, when I look at that, I think to myself, like, damn, these people probably just really love basketball and this is the best way that they can get involved, right, is being, like, within the management or within the owners, whatever, because, you know, I, I would love to see how tall some of these Jewish NBA owners are. I feel like they're just short. <laughs> they got to be short as shit. <laughs> it just has to happen. Should we find out, like, the height of them? <laughs> I'm so curious. But, yeah, so you can look at it one way and think, like, oh, wow, we're so over overrepresented here and there, but okay, we're also underrepresented in the teams. Like we are wildly underrepresented in the teams. And I just did a little break, uh, a little Google, if you will, on most races in the NBA. And this was the breakdown as of 2021, according to Richard Lapchik. It's 73.2% black players, 16.8% white players, 3.1% Latino players, which actually really surprised me, which means that Latinos are also wildly underrepresented in the, the player category. And then what surprised me even more was 0.4% Asian players. I don't know why. I think I had, I, th I thought that there would be like way more Asian players just because I think of like the, the China team, maybe because I just watched the Redeem Team documentary. So we just watched that, the China game thing. But like, I don't know, maybe they play more overseas because this is specifically for the NBA. So that could also be a factor. But, uh, and then what was the other rest? It was 6.6% of of other race, if you will, or at least that's what they classify themselves as. So I thought that was a really interesting breakdown. You know, Kanye is, is harping on the fact that there's four, you know, all these Jewish NBA team owners, 14 of them. How many teams are there total? NBA teams total. Let's figure that number out. There's 30. So there is less than, less than 50%, right, are Jewish team owners, but 73.2% of the players are black. So why was Kanye so focused on the fact that um, like why why are we talking about the over overrepresentation in one area but not the overrepresentation of black people in other areas? You know what I mean? Like I just think that's kind of I don't know it's just kind of weird. Also, I have no idea what the stories are between these NBA owners. There's 14 of them. They could all have very individualized stories, very interesting journeys that took them to leading and, and owning NBA teams. I know, for example, Jeannie Buss, right? She took over for her dad. How did he originally buy the team? Did you guys watch Winning Times? That was such a good such a good series. Such a good series on HBO about the Lakers and how it first started. You know, he like he hustled that shit. He really hustled that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know that I I don't know that I, I really understand why people harp so much on overrepresentation of certain races and in, in certain categories um, or certain industries. But don't harp on the fact that there's like wild underrepresentation of Jews in so many other areas. But, yeah, just to wrap up my thoughts on Kanye, I just want to say that. You know, it's a nuanced conversation. I don't think it's black and white. I think the guy needs a lot of help. I feel very bad for him. I feel like he's going through a lot. And I know people don't say it's an excuse, but to me, actually, it's a reason. 
It's definitely a reason. And it's not one to overlook. Mental health is not one to overlook. Mental illness is not one to overlook. It can make you say and do some very crazy things. Big picture wise, I would say that I hope that he comes around at some point. I hope he recognizes what he's done. He stabilizes um, and that he you know, turns a new leaf and he can kind of see where he's he's gone wrong and makes some apologies um, and really like internalizes things and starts to just better himself and, and get better, get healthy, get stable, get stable, sir. I beg of you, please. I can't fathom what it's like to be in the public eye like that. It must be so hard. It must be so grueling. It must be so grueling. And, and just so much more difficult to deal with some of the shit he's dealing with when you're that famous. But I, I, for, for the sake of him, I just hope he does because the, the big problem that a lot of people are saying is that even if the reasoning is his mental illness, even if, even if he doesn't mean what he's saying, he has so many followers who will suckle at every single word he has to say. And that's where a huge problem lies with someone like him and someone of his caliber and his sort of exposure. And so, you know, regardless of the reasonings that I'm giving or the sort of understanding that I have for him in this area, I do absolutely acknowledge just the level of danger that can come from somebody spewing that kind of shit, that kind of anti-Semitism to the world. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. We know how quickly things can ramp up from zero to Holocaust. We have seen it. From zero to pogrom, we have seen it. From zero to exile, we have seen it. From zero, from zero to zero Jews. <laughs> you know? So those are my thoughts on Kanye. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this a very uh, obnoxious topic of an episode. I didn't even, I mean, time flies when I'm talking, but I didn't have that much fun. <laughs> I didn't have that much fun on this one. Whatever, yo. It's presented by Bed Online. <laughs> Did I mention that? Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I used to do a lot of anti-Semitism content and then I kind of just felt like oh, oh, you know? Like that that sound is how I felt. Like it just kind of made me so sad because you got to go and do all the research to be able to create the content. So you have to go and read about it and you got to go and see what people are saying and you got to go on Twitter and you got to see all the fucking BS that's going on out there. And it's like, that makes it even worse. That makes it even worse. It makes it so hard to to want to produce content on it because it just like consumes your mind and makes you so sad about it, you know? And then you're sitting there thinking about it nonstop and that's just not a pleasant space or headspace to be in so it's not my favorite thing to discuss really it really isn't and I don't think it adds any sort of positivity to the world I think you should call it out but I don't think it like brings joy I don't think that it's the kind of content that I want the planet to feel I want anti-semitism disappear so we don't have to talk about it at all it'd be freaking phenomenal I think most Jews do really but as long as it still exists and in this kind of form I will chime up I will do my research. I will make myself sad so I can talk about it. So I can talk about it. Last thing I really do actually quickly want to mention is this, uh, the Jake Shields shit. I totally forgot to bring that up, but it was like, what? What? Who are you, sir? Who knows nothing about nothing? What are you, crazy? What you, cra you crazy, sir? You are so insane. And uh, I want to read you some of his tweets because it's so wild. He goes... 
Kanye could say Irish people are the devil and nobody would bat an eye. Say Jews control the media or music industry and they will go into overdrive to get you canceled. I'm in no way anti-Semitic. I love when people say that. But it's clear Jews are held to a completely different standard than other whites. Other whites? Bro, we're not whites. What a weird way to, like, what? I, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. I think when people say blacks or whites, like, I hate that. I don't, I think that's a weird way to refer, like, black people, Jewish people, white people. Like, we're people, we're people. Like, we're not, like, just the color. It just sounds so weird when you say it with just the color, like, whites, blacks. I hate that. I'm so, I'm so like, not a fan of that. I know it's easier because you cut off a whole other word, so you, it's faster to say in theory, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, I just, just so not a fan of it. I just, it just sounds weird. It just sounds fucking weird. And it's the same thing as saying Jews, which... Jewish people versus Jews. I will say Jewish people sounds way better than Jews in my in my head, but Jews doesn't sound as bad to me as like whites and blacks because those are colors. Like you could say Christians, you know, it doesn't sound as bad. Christian people also still sounds better though to me. But there's just something about like I don't know making it plural. Ugh, it just feels weird. It just gives me heebie-jeebies, if you will. It feels like really racist. It feels like. It feels, yes, it feels like the sort of language that uh, someone in the KKK would use. You know what I mean? Like they call themselves whites and then they call others black. Like they just, well, the whites versus the black. Like, oh, I can't even, why am I saying it so much? It hurts my face. Um, so, yeah, very, very fucking weird that he would even like use that kind of language. But Jake Shields is a fucking idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. White people control the media and music industry. Why isn't this statement problematic? If I say what kind of white people it is, are you serious, dude? <laughs> are you serious are you serious do you know how many um caucasian people there are which is what we refer to white people as right do you know how many jews there are it's a subsect of jews it's a subset it's like it's so, so insane but then to also categorize us as whites feels really weird i find that really offensive like i know that there are a lot of white passing jews but to me even the palest jews like the most european jew you could find I still wouldn't categorize them as white because the Nazis wouldn't because everybody who wants to kill us wouldn't. You can't have it both ways. You know, we can't be. <laughs> it's so weird because I've been called white supremacist before by like a few people during my reality TV podcast days, Saniac podcast days. Being called a white supremacist as a Jew is so weird. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I don't know how to explain. It's it's like having it's just. It's impossible. What? Are you fucking serious? Like, are you fucking serious? Do you realize I'm Jewish? White supremacists want to kill me because we're not. We're not white, or at least according to them, we're not. So, yeah, I like to refer to the paler Jews. Well, I usually call them paler Jews or I call them white passing. I'm white passing, though. Let's not get, let's not get it twisted. Like, I'm Moroccan, but I'm so white passing and I absolutely benefit from white privilege. Uh, I, I, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I absolutely do. It's like not even, there's not even a question about it. I mean, maybe after Thailand, when I was super tan, I benefited less, but I was so hot back then. I benefited from hot girl privilege. Oof. My God. Me with a tan is so fine. Like me with a really good tan. So hot. So, so hot. It doesn't even matter that I get darker and the melanin starts to pop because uh, I, I look so good. <laughs> I look so I blow people away with my glow. My glow, it just like, you know, shuns everyone away. I get the pretty girl privilege. But yeah, 
you know, just because I benefit from white privilege doesn't mean that I'm white. I'm Moroccan. I'm a Moroccan Jew. There are many other kinds of Jews out there. There are literally black Jews also, you know? So it's like, you can't really, you can't really call us like a type of white people. That's so weird to say. That's so, so like off-putting and so fucking historically inaccurate. Jake Shields, you're weird as shit. You're not even a very good fighter. I wonder if he fought now, if he'd be able to do any sort of damage. Like, all right, he was good back then. I'm not going to take away his fight career from him. But still, what an asshole. <laughs> what is asshole? What is asshole? What did he say? Rachel Levine is a man. I don't know who that is. Do you guys know who that is? I know that they're for sure probably Jewish because Levine is a, is a Jewish last name. Oh, it's this one. Oh, what does she do? She's a doctor. I forget. Man, come on. Just let her be a woman. Who cares? Like, who the fuck cares? She got long hair. She looks cute. She's just like an uglier old woman. <laughs> like, I don't know. There are there are people who look like her. There are women who look like her. She could pass. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she transitioned later, so it's a little bit harder, obviously, to pass properly, like fully, completely. But yeah, man, you like, get out of here, Jake Shields. You're just a fucking asshole. You're just an asshole for being asshole's sake. You know what I mean? That's just mean. I'm I'm wondering, okay, hold on. What else did he say? I'm curious. Because he's so annoying. He's just like, okay, imagine if we switched. Here's a few of many articles in the publication you write for. Imagine if we switched white with Jew. I would find it racist and deplorable, yet you put this racist garbage out there. That's so crazy. So he's he posted a bunch of articles. Um, let me read you some of the headlines a HuffPost column calling for disenfranchisement of white men is declared hate speech in South Africa a, a, a call, a call for disenfranchisement of white men is declared what? that's even in support of his stupid claim what a loser the white male is the biggest risk in spreading the virus <laughs> that's kind of hilarious <laughs> I find that I find that really funny <laughs> What a fun fact. <laughs> it was such a fun fact. It's ironic, I think, because I, I got, the second time I got COVID, I think it was from a white guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, so funny. Wait, was that, the, those were the only two posts you put up? Are you serious? Oh, here. Old white men syndrome. So he's saying if we place right with you, old Jew men syndrome. Yeah, that'd be anti-Semitic, bro. But, like, white people have not been... I mean, are you serious? First of all, there's a ton of types of white people. Let's not get it, let's not get it twisted. But when I say white people, I usually mean Caucasian. Um, otherwise, I would say like white passing or pale. I like to use the word pale because pale implies a gradient, which is which is what we all are. We are on a gradient. We go from pale to tan or pale to dark. Well, I guess you go from pale. Well, you'd go from pale to black. Would you? Nah, I don't like the word black either because it's like, you know, it's more like dark brown. It's not really black. I mean, some people are definitely like the darkest shade of brown, but like they're not really like, I don't know. Anyways, this it's a gradient. We live on a gradient scale. Like we live on our races, our gradients. We are not just like one or the other. So to me, I'm a fan of using more of like gradient terms, if you will. So that's why I really like using pale, pale, paler, palest. Like I am currently my palest look fucking ugly right now. 
I need to get my tan on so I can have my pretty girl privilege. Uh, what else did he say? Why am I even reading his tweets? They're so stupid. He's just mean. He's just mean and he's annoying. And what ends up happening so much with these people is that they start getting traction off of their extremist idiocy that they start making money off of it. So they feed into it more and more and more because it's what makes money off them because it's like a niche. They found a niche. They found a niche which involves just essentially being hated or being hateful. And then they prey on that niche to be able to make more money. Same shit with Candace Owens, dude. Like at first, remember when she first came on the scene? She wasn't so bad when she first came on the scene. She actually, I remember I used to watch some of her some of her videos, some of her clips like way back when. And I was like, yeah, that's not bad. That makes a little bit of sense. All right. I see where you're coming from. Like, you know, you, uh, that makes sense. That's fine. And then, and then, and then, you know, she's, I think that they start to realize, like she starts to realize, oh, I can make so much money if I just keep feeding into this. And then ba-boom, 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 boom. Now she's got like a multi-million dollar career off of like being a fucking asshole. Same thing happens with all of them. It's so annoying. Like, why do you people double down? Like Ben Shapiro. I actually, listen, I, I like Ben Shapiro. One, he's Jewish. Two, he's married to my second cousin or some shit like that. Three, uh, his stuff on Israel is phenomenal. Some of the best, although he doesn't do it enough anymore. But he really is like just incredible when it comes to Israel. But I fucking hate some of this new content he's creating. My God, it's like so annoying. And, and I absolutely despise the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is like a piece of trash paper. Like they don't, they just go into what will get them clickbait clicks. It's become like almost like a BuzzFeed, in my opinion. Whenever I see like these headlines, I'm like, are you serious? Because Ben is smart, you guys. Like I know he seems like he's like this super conservative and some people think he's like really hateful and like whatever and all this shit. And this, it's fine. You can think all that. I can understand your perspective for sure. But he's a very smart guy. A very smart guy. He's out there. He's learning. He's constantly there. So, and he's an intellectual guy. And so the fact that like the content that he produces is so shit and I don't mean shit on the fact that like what they're actually saying is bad. I mean, literally, it's like so lowbrow. It's so bad. The pieces are bad. They're put together really fast. It's all for clickbait. The headlines are shitty. They don't even match what's actually in the article. Um, it's shit. It's shit. He's running an operation to make a ton of money and like find more power to you. You figured out how to make a bunch of cash, but you're so much smarter than that, dude. I have like, I, I my expectations are are... So if you know him, your expectations would be significantly higher of what he could produce. And and while I completely disagree with a lot of his political opinions, obviously his stance on abortion, he's very religious, Ben, comes from a very religious place. So a lot of his beliefs are like ugh, just backwards religious shit, in my opinion, right? The abortion thing, there's so much of that um, that I just feel like is like stems from such stupid ancient texts that like shouldn't even apply to modern day society but yet somehow people like to claim that they do and to me it's just really sad how people that are so smart can go down this rabbit hole of pandering to one side so severely that they end up like losing their intelligence their respect their prestige if you will and He's better than that. He could produce better content. He could speak better to other sides. When he used to write articles for the Jewish Journal, I actually really loved his pieces. I think he might, he still does maybe here and there, but he writes better for the journal. than I, He writes more, he writes stuff that I actually, I much prefer his writing the journal than anywhere else. 
um, because it's not a pandering type of writing. It's uh, it's just not. Man, the Daily Wire sucks. They really are. They are like just they they are Candace. They are them. It's all one. It's all one big panda fest. And then not on, uh, not only that, but look at Ben's TikTok and Instagram content. Blech. What, dude? He will take videos from like eighteen year olds or like sixteen year olds who are. I don't know, whatever, like just, you know, off the gender map, if you will. And he will, he will, <laughs> he will take the videos and start commenting on them. You know, when you can do out a video or stitch a video or whatever, and he'll start commenting on them. Or like when he comments on, on rap lyrics and music lyrics, I'm like, dude, why do you care? Like that's such low brow material for you to comment on. And obviously it goes viral. That stuff does so well. So I get it. It's, it's smart in a way when you're trying to gain gain sight and gain, gain views or whatever but ugh, man you are you are way better than that you are way better makes me sad same shit happens with candace and i think same thing is gonna happen with like this stupid jake shields fucker and everything else if you guys don't know him he's an mma fighter he used to be a ufc fighter uh he was a champion if i'm not mistaken oh ugh, he's just annoying he's just annoying Racist against one white group, anti-Semitic Nazi. Dude, Jews aren't white. I want to hit him through the screen. I just want to, like, hit him through the screen. I want to hit him through the screen. Oh, my God. I would like to hit him through the screen. But with his skills, he could fuck me up even worse. So I would probably get knocked out. If I picked a physical fight with him, that's for sure. Mm, but I would still try. <laughs> I'd bring some weapons. I'd bring a baseball bat. Although, honestly, he could probably still beat me up even if I had a baseball bat. Because he would just grab the bat as it was... Oh, damn. What kind of weapon could I use that he wouldn't be able to fight against? No guns allowed, all right? I'm not bringing a gun to this fight. What kind of weapons do you think I could use that would even out the playing field between me and a UFC fighter, former UFC fighter? So he's retired. He's older now. Maybe he's slower. <gasps> I could poison him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I could poison him with birth control pills. <laughs> I've, been, I've been talking about this. Like, me and my friend, we were talking about this because we were talking about how, like, just catastrophic birth control can be to you. And, uh, and we were saying how it could legitimately be used as poison. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, the next guy to fuck us over is going to get five birth control pills in their coffee, which I just thought was really funny. I mean, obviously don't do that. I don't support that, you guys. Don't poison people. But, you know, as a joke, hilarious, okay? Hilarious. Uh, Sam Harris said what Kanye said about Jews is unacceptable and racist. That same Sam Harris said Muslims and anyone who, who looks like one should be profiled. Did Sam say that? Should be profiled? I don't know if he said should be profiled. Uh, I mean, he has definitely said things about Islam specifically, but let's see. Same reason is clear as that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Jake Shields, you're so annoying. You're so annoying. He is very annoying. He doesn't understand how stupid he sounds. Yet, here he is being an idiot. So anyways, I've been going on for too long. I'm sure you guys haven't even gotten to this point. But if you did, let me know. I'm curious. I'd love to know if you did. Please send me a DM. Be like, hey, Sean, I got to the Andy Kanye episode. Can't believe I did. Kind of a waste of an hour and 20-something minutes. But I still did it anyways. For no particular reason other than the fact that I want to finish this episode. And I like to finish things on my phone. Uh, but it wasn't very good. And I didn't like listening to the whole thing. 
And I, in fact, thought that it was way too long and, and really bad. So, yeah, please cut down your episodes more and stop rambling. Okay, thanks, sir, for the general comment. I appreciate it. I love getting messages like that. It makes me happy to know that people listened all the way through. Even happier to know that somebody who didn't like the episode listened all the way through. Because that must mean that you really just like my voice. Someone, someone sent me a um, voice note on Instagram that they love the sound of my voice. And I almost had an aneurysm of happiness. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, shut up. What? That's literally my industry. Are you serious? That is... I really love that line right now. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? Serious. Serious, Black. I... So I love that compliment. So if you like the sound of my voice, let me know. If you hate it, also let me know. And if you want to do it in the best way possible, you should let me know in a review. Okay, thanks, guys. Presented by Bet Online. Love you. Take care. Adios, amigos. Te amo. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.